This week's episode, here with me, your host Matt Listalia, is uh, is an interesting one because it really has me. One of the things that has me um, contemplating is the name of the show, right? And I know that we've talked about it before. We talked about it recently, and and I think uh, I think that I've got a beat on on how I'm gonna parse this show with. Um, between the interviews and, and between the our our special time together. <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, today I really wanted to talk about gray space, right? I wanted to talk about when does it make sense to take a hard line and hard stance approach to your decision making process and to the things that matter to you and when it when and so basically when i think about black and white living what does that mean um well in my head i think about the white being kind of the the canvas that is our lives. Um, now the canvas can be made of different types of material depe- depending on where it is that you grew up, the type of parenting that you had, um, the friends that you were exposed to, the, the, um, a lot of the external things, genetics, you know, like these things that you can't, Really f- focusing the the canvas, the white part being the things that you can't control, the the cards that you're dealt, so to speak. Um, and then I think about the the black as being your actions in your life. And so if we had a if we had a blank sheet of paper, and you and we wrote down the things that we've done in ink. You know, these are the things that we have done for sure. Cannot be undone. Can be amended. You can line through it, but it's still there. And you can write new things. And you can always write new things. This this is a sheet at the, the length of infinity. Right, so with that being the case, you can just you can just keep writing. So, not to get too far off on on, on a tangent, um, if you if you did something that you didn't like, right, you made a decision that you're not happy with and does not define who you want to be as a person, and you can't scratch that out. You can do the next 50 things on that list to be the type of person contrary to that, that, that helped to define you as, as the person that you want to be perceived as. And more importantly, as the person that you want to perceive yourself as being. Um, and so that's, that's the way that I kind of look at, at black and at it, black and white. And I didn't really think about that until today, black and white, I took at a very surface level as being, um, it either is or it isn't. And I think that's typically what's meant by it. Like it's, it's, there is right 
there are right decisions to be made and there are wrong decisions to be made. I think that's not the right way to look at it. <clears throat> Especially when you look at your life as a whole. We go back to the staircase episode and 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 we we think about the different steps that our life is on. Just to do a quick recap of that, um, you can have 50 different pairs of shoes, each pair of shoe representing a different aspect of your life, right? So you have your gym shoes that represent the, the athletic performance side. You have your dress shoes that represent your social standing, your, your, your relationships in life. You have your um, flip-flops, uh, that that represent your the relaxation and, and wellness part of your life. You have all these different shoes um, that that indicate that can represent these different um, pillars of your life and these things that are really important to you. And they can all be on different steps at different times. And so the goal is to ever improve, right? Uh, ever constantly becoming the better version of yourself that moves the shoes a step up you know each day just take a step just one step you're not trying you don't need to sprint up the stairs in all your different shoes at once you know but constant steady progression of the stairs one step at a time and so in thinking about this i there are and reflecting on my own life there are times when I will make a hard and fast decision um, to do what I think is right for myself and subsequently for my children and for those around me. My decision to my personal choice around divorce is one of them um hard and uh, not hard and fast and firm and uh what you could consider to be black and white um my decision around my current employment so with with that this is very interesting very interesting kind of setup so i was given the opportunity to intern with a very very cool company uh, very interesting in a in a in a world like a, a whole state of existence multiple states of existence that I've never been in before right so there's there um, there is an IT technical aspect of it that I've never dabbled with and I've never been one to uh, to profess my technical prowess. So uh, so that was that from the gig I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know, man. This is this is I can I can learn. <clears throat> I have confidence in my ability to grow and to learn and to develop. And I also knew that my responsibilities weren't on the technical side. This is the other sphere of existence that I hadn't been a part of. Um, and that's selling. And so that's that's the position I'm in. I'm in the I'm I assist people making buying decisions to benefit them and some of the stuff that i've learned along the way being you know we don't want to incentivize somebody to buy something that won't benefit them 
And so we determined very early on if our solution is appropriate and and adequate for addressing the obstacles and the needs that our potential clients have. And if they do, it turns into less of a selling situation and more of a consultancy and, and like I said, assisting them in the buying decision. Like we can assist them to make the choice to something that is mutually beneficial. It's beneficial, it's beneficial for us to sell our product. It's even more beneficial for us to sell our product to people that, um, that need it, that will gain benefit from it. Because those are the people that will, that will then benefit from it, greatly appreciate it. And, and then refer us to other people in the industry and so on and so forth. And thus the magic of sales happens. I mean, that's the way that, I, that in, in, a, in a perfect world, sales should happen. And so for my, <clears throat> my maiden voyage into the sales community um, it, through an internship, it's very, very cool that I'm able to work with the people that I'm working with and the company that I'm working with. It's, it's, it, is, it feels good and it feels... Um, clean and righteous and and well placed and just everything that I needed from this from this experience that you know I'm getting and that's that's it's a beautiful thing um but there's a there was a point when I I wanted instinctually to go black or white with it and that is in the sense that I want to do this with you guys full time and give you 100% of my attention and focus. And in my head, the black and white decision was, do I try to keep this up as, as some responsibilities shed and other responsibilities gain? So the responsibilities of my former life of, of the military fade away and the responsibilities in, in my new position in sales increase, um, where does the show fit in? Right. So that was something that I sat down and I had to figure out. And, and after contemplation and, and thinking about it, I decided that it wasn't the right call that taking this internship into employment wasn't the right decision for me. So I told them, I told the my my mentor and my boss and was somebody I consider my friend, all the same person. I told him I was like, "Hey, I appreciate everything you've done. Um, our relationship means a lot, and I don't I don't mean to burn you or the company. I just I need to do what's right for me, and I need to do, and that is pursuing my passion and and diving headfirst into it. You know, sink, swim." or tread, I need to, I need to embrace it. And something had occurred uh, to him. And then, and then, you know, naturally a conversation with us pursued. And, um, they, he basically said that he felt that you know, that one, one thing that is kind of contrary to the, the name of the show is, uh, something he had said was <clears throat> somebody 
a mentor of his growing up had told him to never let go of the rope that you have while swinging to the next one before you grasp the next rope like Tarzan. Um, and so with that, I'm like, I'm like, ah, there's, there's that safety and security in there out on that rope. Does that make me more likely how, how what's the likelihood of me releasing that rope to grab the next one? If it seems like the distance isn't right, you know, like how likely am I going to am to grasp that next rope? If this one's still in hand when, you know, I could swing, I'm like, oh, it's not quite close enough. And I hold it and I ride it back. And I swing back. And each time I swing back, still holding onto the rope, that distance gets further and further. Um, so that's my immediate thought in my head when he says that. But we continued to discuss. And and the beautiful thing was that we didn't have... He, he presented his um, negotiation position as, this doesn't have to be black or white. You don't have to go into this assuming that it's going to be one way. Because in my head, the terms of employment were to be me working full time, five days a week. And and based on the several months that I've been working, I understand the, the level of work and the level of, of commitment that's required to do this well. And so I was like, yeah, no. And I, I explained that to him. And he's like, I understand. And he's like, but we, you know, everything's on the table. It's like, what basically, like, what would you like? And what, what are you willing to do? And I said that I would need to cap my hours working for them to X, you know, to, to what we had negotiated and, and to what I, to where my negotiation standpoint turned to. The interesting part of this is that I, one, he was using sales techniques that we talk about to sell me on, on staying with the company, <laughs> which is beautiful. And I've got I've total respect for it. And once, once you become familiarized with these things, uh, when you see it happening, you're like, oh, okay, like you, you, you can recognize when it's being done well. And naturally, this guy, uh, this this gentleman, my friend, uh, provides sales training to companies, so he's very, very good. <laughs> and uh, and to to that extent, um, he still even with that, his intent would never be to sell me on some on work because I'm working with him. He wouldn't want me there if I didn't want to be there, and so he wouldn't present something that he wasn't comfortable with without you know with without our our mutual benefit, and so it then occurred to me that they will gain more value out of my presence there at all versus versus not at all, right? Even if it's minimized versus what I was anticipating. But what I could do, I could take this full-time. If I have more days out of the week that are dedicated towards us and the training programs that are coming out and and to more interviews and to expanding the show and and all of that, you know, if I, but basically my work week is shifted to being this primarily and, and the other thing part, part-time. And that's, that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful gray area to embrace. And so the, the most important part, and so this is, this is, this is always a concern. It's exactly what I talked about with, with the Tarzan and the, you know, analogy and, and holding onto one rope and, and grasping the next one before letting one go is that you need, if you're going to do that, let's go back. Let's go back a second. The idea behind burn your boats is that you're, you're cutting off your security blanket. So that way 
you can fully invest in pursuing your dreams. So that is a tactic that you can take when you know that you need it. Um, when you know that your attention is going to be split too much and that you are likely to to fall back to the ship so you can sail back to somewhere that's that's nicer and and more accommodating the the other approach is something that is much more um it's more nuanced it's you have to be constantly reassessing and constantly um, like building in reflection points. And that was part of the negotiations. We build in reflection points to go into review um, from their perspective to expand, to potentially expand my time working with them, um, my hours. And for me to ex to potentially uh, to reduce and, and, and walk away um, progressively. And so, and, and those two things naturally going apart is actually the kind of balance that I need for that. I just have to keep that in mind and I have to constantly keep that in mind because it'll be very easy to get carried away with success. And and then it turns into that type of motivation where where I'm I'm doing something that I'm not as passionate about because it's working because of the extrinsic uh, rewards that are coming from it because of the, the pay, because of the consistency, because of the, the wins and the, the dopamine hits that you get. Like imagine you, you, you get dopamine hits when you, when you get a gem and a game on your phone. So imagine the dopamine hit when you, when you close a sale, imagine a dopamine hit when you close a really big sale and you're, and, and, and the dopamine hit that when that, when that big sale commission comes in, every month to the paycheck, right? All of those are hits. And so, and so you have, you have to keep your head on straight. So if you're going to hold on to the rope while you grasp and hold on to the next one, you, you have to keep your head on straight. And though the way that you do that is going back to the canvas, going back to that infinite infinity paper, um, that is your life, right? And so, you need to go with big, bold, black letters that clearly state that that top level priority. And that's what I've come to term your purpose. What is your purpose? Is it your purpose? And it should not be confused with the subsequent goals associated with with fulfilling that purpose that is where so we get we get back to the black and white so if we're going with big bold black letters i don't need um the method and the specificity to be written in ink i don't i don't need the methodology to be written in ink necessarily um i need the purpose i need why i'm doing it and so when you think about the why we get back to the the talks that we've had about motivation and I'm actually uh, I'm listening to this this audio book called Grit by Angela uh, Duckworth I believe her name is, and it's fantastic it's a fantastic book I love it and one of the things that they bring up in it is um, 
the intrinsic and the extrinsic motivators, the, the self and the other motivation when it comes to doing something. So if you have uh, a young student, a college student who says that I, I want cleaner air because I want to take care of the earth and I want to make sure that everybody has has clean air to breathe and that our future generations are taken care of, that's, an, that's a very other-based uh, motivation. And that's good, and you can be motivated to do that. Uh, but it won't be as strong as if it's tied to something that you're really, truly passionate about. So then you get somebody who says that I, I, this, this area of mathematics really, really, really interests me. And I'm, I'm so curious to, to continue to learn and to explore and to, and to push the boundaries and to see if there's, there's a level of understanding that I can achieve that hasn't been achieved yet. Um, that, oh, it turns out I'm actually really good at this and it feels good to do those things. And that, um, and that excites me. You know, this is very exciting. And so I want to keep, I want to push, I want to do it um, because it feels good and it's exciting. And, and I get, uh, and, and I get this, this feeling of accomplishment within myself for, for pushing boundaries and for operating in something that, that I really like. Um, so that's, that's really, that's, that's that self driver, that self motivation. So what happens to the likelihood of you continuing on a lifelong journey towards improve of improvement towards your purpose, right? The, the purpose can and, and most likely should be associated with a greater good, with something that extends outside of yourself. So the purpose in that verbiage should be tied to, I, I really want to help people find and explore the greatest version of themselves that they possibly can. I really want to, I want to help people uh, become better educated. I want to, I want to provide free, I want to be, I want to provide uh, educational services to, to impoverished neighborhoods. Um, and, and that would be like a sub goal, right? And so... If you're not very, if you don't find pleasure in helping kids, then your goal in doing that is it's you're you're gonna have a hard time staying on track when the bumps hit because you can enter into this task with high levels of motivation, high levels of of drive, and 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 ready to go get it. But recovering from the inherent and absolutely unavoidable obstacles that will come up is going to be really hard to do if you're not gaining personal satisfaction from these things. So that's that's going back to the gray area. That's going back to it's not black or white. It's not one or the other. It's it's both. And so you want to lay that that on your infinity paper, you want to write that down in bold letters, your purpose. Why is it that you're taking the actions that you want to take? Why, like when you think about the things you want to accomplish, why do you want to accomplish those things? And you keep walking down like the seven layers of the why until you find that, like, well, that's, that's just really what I want to do. Um, 
Like, why is that important? Well, because, you know, and you can, you can play the why game all the way down. And so once you do that and you can't ask why anymore, you've hit that purpose level. And you do that and you, you find, you see that you're passionate. If you're passionate about, and you derive personal pleasure out of mentoring, um, then that might be a great path, you know. But if, if you're... If you if you derive great passion and pleasure out of out of working with people and, and helping uh, helping to improve communities, you may not be lifelong motivated uh, and have the the reservoir of internal motivation to overcome obstacles if you're working alone in a cubicle all day. Like and it's it's not to sit and it's not to discredit the the work that's being done in cubicles. It's just saying that like your motivation to, to stick with that and to accomplish whatever goal it is you're accomplishing in your, whether it's a lab, if it's in a, a you know, if it's in a cubicle, a lab or, or in your office, it's like, what, what is, what is personally pushing you through when something comes up and says, you can't do that. When is no, you can't work. You don't work on that anymore. This funding fell through. Uh, your your scientific project, you know, the subjects. You found out that the 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 methodology you're using to test your subjects was was flawed from the get go. Um, if you're not gaining personal level satisfaction from it, you're, it's not likely like oh well, it was a good idea and it really would have helped people, but it's not really gonna work. Um, so I'll just move on to the next thing. And that goes to the definition of grit. Your grit is your ability to stick with an idea over time to this to the level of of not perfection but expertise beyond that of of other people who would take it to a certain level, hit a hard spot, and then quit. Your your ability. And so that there's techniques to it. There's there's approaches. And so like trying to be gritty in something that isn't personally satisfying or that is personally satisfying but doesn't serve a greater purpose you're gonna have a really hard time weaving those things in that's why that purpose again you got a big bold letters on that purpose and then like i drew it out on here i know it's probably really hard to see but there on this page you can see at top there's a purpose there right and then from there you have your goals and all of these goals can actually be written in pencil and then from there, you have all of these subsequent goals that are required in order to get to these goals. And this will cascade down. So these could be, this is your purpose. These could be your five-year goals. These, I want to establish this organization, this nonprofit, blah, 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 blah. I want to, I want to change these lives, blah, 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 blah. I want this city to accomplish, to reach these testing levels, blah, 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 blah. From here, then it's like, okay, well, how do I accomplish these testing standards? Okay, well... I need to figure out what they are right now. Okay, what are the testing standards? Okay, what methodology is being used to teach right now? Okay, figure that out. Okay, and then, um, and what are what strategies have been proven to work in other areas that could work here? Okay, figure that out. Now I have all those answers. Now I can answer. Now I can accomplish that goal. And then from there you go down to the daily tasks. Okay, I need to call this person. I need to I need to network with these people. I need to do research on scientific data there. And, and that can be today's goal. And you break it down from, from your five years, your 10 years, to your five years, to your one year, to your quarters, um, to your dailies, you know? And that's that's the way that that works. But it's all, and all of those goals, once you get below the purpose and you get to the goal, those can all be, all be pencil whipped because it's not, 
if one of the if you have in mind if you have in mind that like I want to uh, my purpose is this and one of those goals falls out you still don't lose the purpose you still want to use mathematics in order to better engineer something to create more harvest from plants you know uh per year so we can feed the hungry whatever whatever the case is um like okay well that whole problem set fell through but i can still use mathematics to help improve people's lives i can still find another way to accomplish my purpose even if it's not that way that was just that was just a thing and that's where it's important not to tie yourself to that one vision because oftentimes it shows up in a way that you don't even expect a beautiful parable um that i've heard over time and time again is one of that of the bricklayer and and this is where we spin from you leaving something that you really want to do to to assessing what it is that you're currently doing so if, if you're if you're working in a job and it's and there may be a shift in perspective that can really, really help you to attain a higher level of satisfaction with the work you're already doing. That actually happens with a lot of people over time. And, and some people go into it naturally with one, one mindset and then they can, they can transition to another one. So uh, the, the parable or the, or the story is about three bricklayers. You have one bricklayer who is asked, like, hey, what do you what do you do for work? What do you do for a living? And uh, and he says, oh, I lay brick. And then they ask the next bricklayer who's working on the same project as the first bricklayer. All three bricklayers are working on the same project. First one says, I lay brick for a living. Like, oh, okay. You know, hard work, back breaking. Uh, got it. Next guy says, I build I'm, I build churches. Or I build roads. You know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm in that. And that's where you, that's where you upgrade from a job from the bricklayer to kind of a career or a, or a vision, um, a bigger, uh, bigger help that you are, you go to the other, you're thinking of, I'm building this thing for other people to be able to use, um, for church. You ask, which is which is a great step. But think about think about the different levels of life satisfaction between those two. Think about the different interactions that you're going to have in the in the way that you're going to go into work each and every day with a different attitude between those two people. There are many things that could shift the attitude and the feelings uh, of the bricklayer versus the church builder. Now, go to the third bricklayer, and they ask, what do you do? And he says, I build a, a, a house of worship for God. Um, I think it is. Um, it's something, something to that effect. Like, I, I build, yeah, I build a house. Of, I build God's house of worship. And so, that is going to the next level. That's going to purpose. Because then you're not thinking about the building, any just the building. You're not thinking about just the brick. 
you're not thinking about just the building. You're thinking about the outcome of that on everyone around you and yourself and how you are responsible for that. You tying yourself personally and your responsibility personally to the beneficial outcome to others. That's that's how that those are ways that you can look at your current position. Think about the benefits that you're currently providing in a different perspective than you currently do. Maybe it's not the thing that you're absolutely most passionate about. Maybe that third bricklayer never thought he would lay brick. But maybe when he thought about maybe he wanted to be a priest. And then he sees it that way. He's like, well, I, that, that didn't go through, uh, you know, seminary school or whatever it may be. And, you know, but uh, my dad laid brick and his dad laid brick and we laid brick. And that's why I grew up learning that. But now I, I do it for here. And, and then as you go, as he goes through, how more likely is that individual to pay attention to the design? To pay attention how the brick is getting laid in such a way that he can create arches now. It's not just a path in front. It's not just a straight wall. It's now we have an arch. Now we have a domed ceiling made out of brick. Now uh, he figures out how to work with other materials to create different uh, edifices, different, different sculptures and different settings inside of the church. He learns how to work with concrete. Um, he learns how to work with, with marble. And he's, and he's motivated to do that because him he personally derives value in creating these specific things. And as he does that and as he, he refines his skill day in and day out and he's looking for ways to do it because he's personally motivated to do it. And it's got a greater vision. Think about the likelihood he is to, to be requested over time to go to the next church versus... Being shifted like, oh, okay, well, you did all this great work. Now go work. Uh, you build the the bathrooms, that public bathroom down the street. Like, no, we'll give that to the bricklayer. Well, this guy's got this expertise now. This guy's really good and he can work with these materials. And we're trying to build this new house of worship over here. And I know that I can trust him because he cares. Because he shows up early every day. He stays late every night because he's... And it's not the same kind of work. It's the same literal work as the bricklayer, but it's different in his head and because it's different in his head the way that it the outcome of it is perceived by everyone and the outcome of the work is different so you have the ability to do that with your within your own mind on the work that you're currently doing it's another way to 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 leave behind the thought process of the past and to to embrace the change that you're making and the positive, the positive impact you're making. And if you're not making that kind of positive impact, that's when you want to think about, you know, severing that tie. Maybe you don't want to let go of that rope until you grasp onto the next one. But find, make hard decisions and be unrelenting and be, be uncompromising in your purpose. That is how change your life that is how you make change in the world and that is how you develop 